Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Yesterday I shared uh, from the book of Ephesians that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. Today I'm just going to share a, a little sermon out of the book of Philippians, which Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. And, uh, and it was a very positive letter. The church to Philippi, uh, you know, Paul and Timothy, you know, they were servants of the Lord. And, and to all God's people at Philippi, they wrote this. And he just and he talked about Thanksgiving and giving and praying before the Lord and talked about how Paul's change advanced the gospel and to, that we needed to live worthy of the gospel. He talked about a lot of things. He talked about imitating the humility of Christ and to do everything, he said, without grumbling. And why do you think Paul said that at the church at Philippi? Because you know, you, to be an effective church, to be in an effective church, you can't be grumbling. If you're grumbling about things in your church body, I'm telling you what, you're being a nuisance and you're not doing what God would ask you to do. He doesn't want you to grumble. He wants you to come there. He says do, in fact, verse 14 in chapter 2, he says do everything without, excuse me, without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God. You know, do everything without grumbling. If you're a grumbler, you're listening to me, you know if you're a grumbler or not. You know if you're a complainer. You know if you're causing issues in your church because you grumble and you complain about everything. If you're doing that, in the name of Jesus, stop it. Stop it and, and help. Be someone that is helping further the kingdom of the living God. You're not always going to agree with everything that goes on. I mentioned this earlier in the week. You know, there's things you're not going to agree with. There's things you don't even necessarily like to support. But you know what? You get behind the leaders. And if it is biblical and it is, you know, follow it. If it's something away from God, it's something that is certainly non-biblical, then certainly turn and put your running shoes on and run as fast as you can. Or either that, or try to gently restore someone to health. Help them understand. But let's not grumble and let's not fight. Let's be about the business of God. Well, so he had a great the book of Philippians is awesome. In fact, you need to read that. If you haven't read it, read it and understand the Apostle Paul writing this uh, great book to these people and how encouraging he was to them. But listen, this is his final uh, exhortation to this church in the fourth chapter. And I like this. And I even shared a little bit of this on Easter Sunday, you know. And I, I, mean, I think of Paul, and again, I watched that movie, Paul the Apostle, and you see, you know, how he was in prison. And I've been to that prison. I've been to the authentic prison that Paul was in. That's one has been authenticated by history. And when is in his prison, a dark cell underneath the ground, went down the steps to that dark cell. And, and amazing when you start thinking about Paul and meeting with Luke. I mean, uh, and yes, and meeting with Luke and discussing the book of Acts. And, and I mean, he virtually wrote the book of Acts that Luke did and from his meetings with Paul and, and all these things that took place, you start seeing in perspective the power of God. You understand why Paul sent letters to the churches. He just, and he just was so positive through such a terrible time. You know what? We don't go nearly through the persecution. Apostle Paul did. But, you know, we need to be standing up and being op- open and honest and positive. But at the end of this whole chapter, the fourth uh chapter of Philippians 4, uh, he says this. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Now, I like that. Rejoice in the Lord always. So what does always mean? During every circumstance of life. 
whether it's good, whether it's not so good, whether you're struggling, whether you're being persecuted, rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is there for you. He has never left you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He wants to walk with you every day of your life. And yes, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have days that are unbelievable, fantastic. You're going to be you're going to be flying on cloud nine. But there's going to be other days that you may be low. There's days that things happen that you're struggling with. You may have lost your job. You may have been cussed out by your neighbor. Your wife may have not treated you like you thought, or your husband may have not treated you like you thought. Your kids were disobedient. Something happened. They did something wrong at school. Rejoice in the Lord always. And he said it again, and rejoice. He was emphasizing rejoicing. So what is that? Well, what that is being is being positive. I have a friend that always majors on the positive. And he always tells me if I start thinking negative, he speaks out against me because he says, you know, you got to be positive. You just got to be positive. He's always saying positive things and always encouraging. You know, then he says this in verse 5 of chapter 4 of Ephesians. Let your gentleness be made evident to all. Let your gentleness, let people know you're gentle. Not be harsh. Not be hard to live with. But be gentle. Let everybody see that. Why? I'm telling you why. Because you will be a testimony for Jesus Christ in the way you live. And he said this. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition, let your request be made known to God. You know what? He says, don't be anxious about anything. We are so anxious, people. We worry so much about everything. And here, listen to who's talking here. I've been a worrier. I worry about this, that, and the other sometimes. And I've got to take this to heart. Here, I'm not only preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. Tom, stop worrying about everything. Start trusting God. Start allowing God to direct you. And I have to do that. I have to step back sometimes. He says, if you do this, and if you allow your request to go to God and allow him to take care of things with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He said, then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yes, the peace of God will guard your heart. Do you want to have your heart guarded by the things of God? I certainly do. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. People, I believe you want the God of peace to be with you. Yes, you're going to go through struggles. I tell you, in my life, I was fortunate, and I've told you many times, I lived in a phenomenal household with a mom and dad who lived, breathed, talk to Jesus every single day of their lives. I honestly, growing up, thought mom and dad were perfect. I never saw a failure. I, I never even saw them remotely sin. And I'm sure they did because the Bible said we've all sinned somewhere along the line. But they lived Jesus as an example to us kids. They were never afraid to pray wherever we were at. If I was going to go into a basketball game, my dad would stop me in the hallway and, and see me and put his arm around me and pray for me right then and there. He didn't care what other people thought. Now, I was a kid. I might have thought what other people thought. Oh, man, they're going to. But people loved my dad because he was bold in the things of God. And he loved and he lived Jesus. And so did my mother. And I am so grateful for that experience. But you know what? We went through things. We always go through things. You know, my brother Dan went through a divorce. 
you know, and, uh, and it was tough. I mean, he went from 210 pounds to 155 pounds. It, it, it just about destroyed him because he didn't want to do that. And I got great news for you today. He's very good friends with his ex-wife. They're very close. And that's, uh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And that's also forgiveness. God works in mysterious ways. And my wife and I, as you well know, if you've listened to this station very much, we lost our, our son Luke at age five and a half to a car wreck. A tragic uh, single car accident that, you know, it was a horrible day in our lives. August 13th, 1992. I'll never forget it as long as I live. You know, our our only begotten son, he was our only son at the uh, only child at the time, was taken from us. And you know, I remember looking to heaven. I remember saying, "God, you said all things work together for good for those believe. How does this work together for good?" I questioned God, even though I'd walked with Him. And my boy and I, I would never forget. I would walk into his room. We'd pray together every single night, like my dad prayed with me. And I would pray, but there was something. In my life, I remember very plainly, it came roaring back to me. Many times in life, I would get up in the middle of the night and I'd walk into his room while he was sleeping and I would stand over him and I would pray. I would just pray a prayer over him. There was something there that I just wanted to pray for him. I didn't wake him up. I just prayed for him. And I loved him so much. My wife loved him so much. And it was a crushing. It was a crushing blow when the accident occurred. My wife was in Indiana. I was in Vancouver, Washington. And, you know, she was so far away. And to have to call her, call her on the phone from Emmanuel Hospital in Portland, Oregon, and say, honey, our son is dead. Our son is gone. Our son is in heaven. It was the worst thing I could have possibly. I just, it was so hard. I couldn't even talk to her. I was crying so hard. And she was trying to get me to settle down. It was an amazing pain, the pain that we go through. People, I don't care if you're deep in the things of God. You're going to go through things. You're going to have these same trials that Denise and I had. But you know what? God is there to carry you through it. God walked us through it. He had people put his arm around us. And I want to tell you this. After the accident, the next years to come, our church flourished. God used it for his glory. And I can tell you this. My son, Luke, is waiting in heaven. He is waiting in heaven for his mom and dad. He's enjoying the presence of the living God. I don't doubt that for a minute. And then God blessed us a year later with our lovely daughter, Kaylee, with our lovely daughter who loved Jesus with all her heart, soul, and mind. I just, I think so much of her. I mean, you love someone as much as she does, and she's, she's our church drummer. She's a great drummer but she's faithful to things of god her and her husband tyler last night they were over at our house and you know what before she left said oh dad i forgot to get my tithe check in so she gives me her check to take to church faithfulness honoring god here my young daughter is following god in the best way she knows how but that doesn't mean she'll be uh that she'll be immune from difficulties people if you're under the impression that you're going to be immune from anything that happens you're wrong because the good falls on the uh, and the good and the bad falls on us in life the bible says the rain will fall on the just and unjust alike but build on those things you know my relationship with god grew after my son died my relationship with god grew because i had to call upon him for strength because i couldn't make it i was ready to hang it up i was so frustrated i was so hurt and so torn But my God is greater than that. And he saw us through and he brought our church together. And many came to know Jesus through this. 
And he, Paul says, folks, rejoice in the Lord always. And he says, again, I say rejoice. People of God, rejoice in the Lord. He loves you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.